0: Give me head, babe! <laughs> Welcome to another edition of The Headbin, the weekly NRL Supercoach Draft podcast. Each week, we'll take a swing at the key topics influencing the world of Supercoach Draft, NRL, and the highlights from our very own weekly draft comp, The Headbin. G'day, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Headbin NRL Supercoach Draft podcast for season 2021. This is our season preview. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be running through our one 17s in every team, uh, calling out some Super Supercoach guns uh, and some sleepers that we think uh, are... Guys to be looked out for and might get a crack this year um, As well as any kind of positional changes, suspensions and injuries uh, to run through Uh, With me today, uh, as per last year, I've got Benny, how are you buddy?
1: Yeah, good mate, good Good to be back talking some footy and not good to be going back to work tomorrow So um, hopefully this can take a bit of a, put a bit more of a shine on the weekend Um, It's going to be a dreary Sunday
0: Yeah, and and how's that? So for the the listeners out there, we're based up in Brizzy, so we had a three-day weekend and it was kind of snatched away from us uh, (laughs) within the hour where uh, we were all going back to work tomorrow. Uh, We thought we might have the the long weekend ahead of us, but unfortunately we don't. Uh, But how did the off-season treat you, Benny? All right?
1: Yeah, good, mate. Good beers, sit around, chill out. I uh, had a pretty... Pretty full-on uh, finish to the end to work last year, so needed to relax for the last three weeks. I've been been looking after me doggies of wanker, so yeah, it's it hasn't been great, but it's been relaxing. Let's put it that way. Is a bit crook, mate? Oh, yeah, he ripped his toenail off, and he's in a big fucking cone with pool noodles around. Him. <laughs> he's, he's in all sorts, <laughs> eh? Hey? I sent you boys the photo, mate, the poor fella. I
0: saw it. I saw it. I didn't know if you were pranking your dog. No, or no. It's a legit device.
1: <laughs> no, he, um, so, like, because he's quite lanky, he's got kangaroo legs. Um, Luke, you know, from his his old dog, they got real long legs, and he could stick his back foot underneath the e-collar, so... Ah, he could still look at the tonality ripped off and he was just like making it infected and stuff. So yeah, we had to come up with some sort of a device. So we wrapped the, the collar in pool noodles. <laughs>
0: oh, nice one, mate. Nice one. And, uh, Luke, you're back with us again this year, mate. Uh, how did the off season treat you?
2: Oh yeah, not too bad. Um, spent rehabbing a, a back injury acquired at Oz tag. So yeah, I've been, uh, missed tag for the last part of the year and, you know, straight into the Christmas, so never good for the waistline, but, you know, back at it now and all good getting ready to go this year for uh, physical exercise and also uh, on the potty, so looking forward to ripping in.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. So this year, obviously, um, we're going to try and up our, our social activity a little bit. We obviously got a really good response from Twitter last year, and we've just uh, this week launched an Instagram page, which we've had a really good response to. In about five days, we've we've got a, f- uh, a fair chunk of listen, uh, sorry, followers straight up. So. Uh, if you're looking for us on Twitter, we're at uh, HeadbinNRL and on Instagram at Headbin Podcast. So uh, check those out for all of our info uh, that we talk to on our podcast and we'll just obviously try and do a little bit more fan interaction throughout the course of the year. So lads, we uh, finished it up in about September last year. Uh, obviously, just uh, we did first week of the Supercoach Finals. And then we uh, then we put it on ice for a little bit. It was a it was a pretty testing year, and uh, obviously jumping into the potty it was our first go. So we were all a bit lethargic coming into the uh, the finals. And uh, Benny, you were the only one in our competition that uh, that got through after we we cut it down to a top five. Uh, just run us through how you went there, mate, on the first week of the finals. Do we really
1: have to relive it? <laughs> <laughs> i uh unfortunately went down to the rookie uh in the first round of the finals by one point uh, so and then the following the the preceding weeks after that uh all of my guns fired and scored in the hundreds and i probably would have made a pretty good a pretty good run at the the gf again if i had just got through that first round but if some buts so it is what it is losing by one point stung a little bit but you, i was kind of i was a little bit super coach burnt out by that stage with the podcast and and doing the, the super coach as well so it was um it wasn't all bad i guess
0: yeah it was a pretty good finals series in our competition uh, Bob's Battlers won it I, I threw a, a uh, pick up on Instagram during the week of uh, our custom ring that we got made last year that everyone's playing for which come up an absolute treat and it was good to see that uh, he got it and uh, didn't go to Dino or, uh, or Meadows Mungles. but uh, a, a pretty good finish to the year last year and obviously we got to sit back and kind of uh, go through Origin as well uh, Which was at the back end of last year And uh, it's kind of funny There were some really good performers during Origin Especially for Queensland And I'm kind of wondering if the likes of, you know Your Brimsons and your Christian Welshers And, you know, Tino's and those kind of guys Can, uh, you know, replicate that form uh, Heading into to this, this season But, Luki, what was your takeaway from the Origin series?
2: Uh, yeah, pretty much Yeah um what you've just said there, that some performers really stood out. And, and I guess those guys were sort of building throughout the year too, uh, whereas I think the stars for New South Wales that, well, I won't say failed to fire because, um, you know, Dan Saifidi had a really good series. Nathan Cleary was was pretty solid, I thought, throughout without being like an absolute game breaker. But, um, you know, Teddy was was okay apart from his um uh concussion game but yeah i I just thought that maybe the new south wales guns probably showed what a big year they had and it just sort of caught up with them in the the last three games unfortunately um you know fortunately for queensland we won um but yeah i think that that's what it was so I, i don't know if that has a real big impact on their performance super coach wise i think they were just looking to you know get to the break and 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 sort of rest and recoup so i think those sort of players those guns will will be in for a big 2021
0: Yeah, I hope so. Obviously, there was a few injuries to come out of that Origin series that uh, kind of delay the off-season, or sorry, the pre-season for for a few players like uh, Brimson and stuff, but we'll talk to that when we get into the seventeen. So. Guys, we might as well just jump straight into it. And and uh, this podcast today is uh, basically to run through some of the player movements, some of the injuries and suspensions that are going to affect the start of the season. We're going to go through the best 17 of each team. Now, this is not necessarily the round one team, especially if there's a couple of injuries that are only going to delay players uh, one or two weeks in the start of the season, uh, we'll, we'll obviously just kind of name the, t- the top 17 in each club. Uh, and for those guys who are tuning in for the first time, this is predominantly a uh, Supercoach Draft podcast, but we love to chuck a little bit of general footy chat in here as well. So that's why we're going to be talking to the best 17 and then obviously analysing the Supercoach ramifications of, of those lineups on the back of that. So uh, with uh, no further ado, Benny, do you want to uh, kick us off, mate? Uh, Jump into your first team, buddy.
1: Yeah, mate. Well, um, I'll run through the Broncos first. Um, So it's looking like fullback's probably going to be testing you, but Osako could be challenging uh, for that position still. Uh, On the wings, you're going to have either Neil or Osako and probably Xavier Coates. And the centres will be Jesse Arthurs and Herbie Farnworth. It looks like they're probably still gonna stick with Milford at five-eighth. It hasn't really worked out for the last few years, but it doesn't seem like that's gonna change. Uh, Tommy Dearden is probably gonna be half back. Uh, Your forwards will be Matty Lodge and uh, Payne Haas, I believe, to start the season. Um, Jake Turpin will play hooker. I I think uh, McCulloch will come off the bench to spell Turpin and possibly take some minutes off anyone in the the back row or or through the middle with some defensive workload. your back row will be probably uh, Alex Glenn and TPJ, and uh, Paddy Carrigan will be at lock. Uh, NRL named Corey Pakes 14, but I think it will be I think it'll be Andrew McCulloch. I think he's the better option there. Uh, the other bench players will probably be uh, Tommy Flegler, Corey Oates, and John Asiata. Uh, you got some reserves there who were pretty good last year. Uh, Jordan Rickey was good last year. Um, yep. you know, his last two games, he knocked out a 66 and a 54, so probably one to keep an eye on. Um, they've also got Brodie Crofton and, and Dale Copley too in the reserves. Um, note that Katoni Staggs is out until they think about mid-season uh, with an ACL injury from last year, so that's a big a big loss for them, and it's going to put some pressure on, on those centres when he comes back and on the wingers too, because pretty much... Those um, those four players, their, their two centers and their two two wingers are all pretty well interchangeable with one another. So yeah, it's pressure on everyone when um, when Stags returns. Broncos signings for this year, um, obviously they've got John Asiata over from the Cowboys, which I think is a pretty good pickup. He's he's got some more yeah, ball definitely. skills in the middle, um, something that they haven't had a lot of, um, and and he can do he can play big minutes when he needs to as well. So I'd I'd look at him getting a few more minutes than some of their other bench players over last sort of last season and they've obviously picked um Andrew McCulloch back up from Newcastle uh which was pretty stupid uh to let him go last year anyway when they needed him I mean they didn't know Turpin was going to get injured but yeah um and they've actually signed Albert Kelly as well. I don't know if anyone knew about that. He, they signed him from uh, Hull FC. So it'd be interesting to see if he gets any game time. I don't think he will. I think he's going to end up playing park footy.
0: Yeah, it depends. Like, I mean, he might put some pressure on the halves there, but I don't think Kevy was overly happy with his uh, train and trial performance um, so far either. But, um, mate, who have you got as your super coach gun for the tech? For, for game? Um,
1: it's obviously going to be Haas, but Carrigan's not far behind him.
0: Yeah, obviously, you know, there's going to be a bit more of a crowded forward pack this year too. So, we'll see what that does to, you know, obviously TPJ, Haas' minutes and uh, output there as well. Uh, see how that all goes. Who's your sleeper, mate? Who's someone to keep an eye on? Um, I,
1: I can't really... I was thinking, if Tessie New gets the fullback spot, then Tessie New for sure. Um, and he's probably, he's probably going to pick him up like late round 12 or later um, in the draft and maybe turpin keep an eye on turpin as well i think if he can get a good extended run at booker for the year i think he's going to be fairly handy
0: yep for sure mate good stuff good stuff Loki. anything on the uh the bronx
2: no, nah, pretty much summed it up. I, I think that Isako, if he can nail down that fullback spot and he is a chance, I think that he's someone to, that you could look at who's a draftable player because he'll goal kick. Um, and I think that, you know, Kevy, if he simplifies their game plan, um, I think that uh, Isako could definitely be a factor. He's a, he's a draftable player in my opinion. And I think that uh, he's had a rough couple of years Uh, From a personal perspective And I think that this year could see him really be unlocked Without the pressure on Uh, So yeah, keep an eye out for him
0: Yep, totally agree And obviously with the goal kicking there He's always got to be looked at for sure So yep Maybe a bit of a bounce back for the Broncos this year We'll see what happens A bit more consistency around their their Playing roster Um, See what happens there uh, I'll run us through the uh, the Canberra Raiders. Um, obviously, they were knocked out in the prelim uh, this year uh, by the Roosters, or was it? Uh, it was a major semi or something like that. I can't remember. Um, but they uh, obviously backed up last year's performance with a fairly strong 2020. Uh, obviously, uh, there's a couple of smaller injuries uh, in their team, obviously one being Jared Croker. He's only expected to miss a couple of weeks at the start of the season, but generally it would be uh, Nickel Klockstad will, will come in at fullback. Uh, one wing you'd think would be Bailey Simonson. In the centre for the most of the year will be uh, Jared Croker uh, and Curtis Scott. Uh, on one wing, you'd probably find either Jordan Rapana or Semi Valame uh, for, the, for for round one. Five eight and half will be White and Williams again. They uh, seem to gel fairly well last year, and it looks like a pretty good combination for them. Uh, front row, obviously, will be Papali. Hodgson will be back from uh, his injury. You'd think so. He'll uh, he'll get the number nine back. Uh, I've got Tarpanay up front uh, starting. Uh, ahead of Ryan James, who I think will come off the bench. So you'll have uh, Papali and Tarpanay up front. Second rowers will be Whitehead and uh, Corey Harawira-Naira. I've got Hudson, Lung, Hudson Young starting at lock after his really solid back end of last year. And uh, on the bench, Ryan James, Dynamis Louie, Havili or Starling, depending what happens obviously with Starling's... Uh, uh, running with the, the police and what, what comes of that and uh, Corey Horsburgh coming off the bench. So a fairly solid bench there uh, for the Raiders. Uh, gun I'd have to go with White and again. Obviously, let's see if there's a Daily M hangover. Hopefully uh, hopefully not for Supercoach uh, players because he's, uh, he's fairly bankable. And I think uh, Sleeper, obviously, you have to have a look at Hudson Young. If he gets the starting spot again, um, I think he'll obviously look at uh, filling that void left by John Bateman. I think he's going to be uh, in the middle, though, not, not on an edge, but he's uh, got great work r- workload, uh, good footwork, good offload, um, and he seems to replicate the supercoach output that Bateman had anyway. Um, I think uh, Semi Valame is also one to look at if he can get the spot. Uh, I think uh, a lot of NRL sites and pages are saying um, Matthew Tomoko could be a bit of a bolter to get that spot Especially if he starts ahead of uh, Jared Croker But uh, I think Sammy Valame showed some good signs He's a big bustling winger Not afraid to get in and do some work So uh, he could have some good results If he's able to uh, nail down That that wing spot uh, in a, At a long term basis I think the only uh, the only Risk here with Canberra Is to uh, just watch their forward rotation I think that Um Obviously, they're fairly stacked now with Ryan James at the club. I think he's going to come off the bench this year. But obviously, uh, with the likes of Papali, Tarpanay, James, you've got Horsborough there who can play tight as well, Hudson Young. Uh, Dinamis Louis played Origin this year as well and didn't look out of place there. I think that uh, you're just going to have to watch minutes uh, initially for Canberra forwards because there might be a bit of a change in rotation there as well. And obviously they've got old there, but I don't think he'll see too much time um, in first grade this year as they've brought Brian James to the club. But uh, what's your thought thoughts on the Raiders, boys?
2: Yeah, like you said, mate, there's a lot of mouths to feed down there with uh, Ryan James coming on deck and Horsburgh coming back. I've got a feeling um, that uh, I reckon Hudson Young will start on an edge and Harrower and I will come on off, off the bench. It will just give them a bit more versatility, um, th- uh, you know. And they'll they'll sub for each other. I'd say, and then it leaves the middle players just to play middle. Which um, and I I can tend to think James will start, and Tarpani will come off the bench because of the impact that he had last season. Um, he did have some good games coming off the bench, just to provide their second unit a bit of bit of lift. So that that's just my opinion, but you know they're, they're all in that 17. It's just uh, moving the deck chairs around, really.
0: It, it does worry me a little bit about Josh Papali because he he played big minutes last year, um, and, and I've. Yeah, you know, he's got a good motor for a front rower but I, I think he was you know when he kind of pushed that 55 to 60 minute mark he, he was kind of out on his feet so a reduction in minutes might really hurt his average I think he was just on a 60 average last year Papali uh, that might bring him back to the pack a bit if you're seeing him getting kind of 45-50 minutes uh, because they've got like an adequate front row replacement on the upside though I think if Harawira and Ira can um, bury down a, an edge spot which Look to be fair, they didn't bring him to the club. I don't reckon to to play off the bench. So if he can bury down uh, that 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 edge spot, I think he's uh, he's he's definitely worth a look in the middle rounds, kind of you know five to ten anyway. So I think that uh, he's. Got pedigree there in a better side that'll have better structures and get him the ball in better spots. Uh, provided he's not on Whiten's right side, I think that, uh, yeah, he'll go all right. Lukey, what do you got for us,
2: mate? So I've got the Dogs. Hopefully this is the last time I have the Dogs this season. <laughs> um, <laughs> they so, might be so bad. They mightn't be so bad this time around. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, so the Bulldogs uh, have got some new troops on deck this year and uh, the final 17s probably still up in the air obviously with the news coming through this week that Corey Allen may have potentially signed with him for three years. So if that's confirmed, I anticipate he'll play fullback. Otherwise, it'll be Wadi, uh, Meaney on one wing and DWZ on the other wing. Uh, Kotrick will definitely be one centre, I think, and then you'll either have Avarillo or Hopper in that... Uh, that other centre spot, depending on what the fullback makeup is, Avrilo is probably the long-term 5'8 there. I think that he'll he'll play there. But if he has to fill in the centres, Lachlan Lewis will be uh, at 5'8. Uh, Flanagan, obviously, come across from the Roosters, will be the seven. Um, you've got Luke Thompson suspended till round four, but he'll be the front rower along with Dylan Napa. and Jeremy Marshall King will be uh, hooking, uh, will be the hooker in that role. Uh, your back rowers will be Josh Jackson again, which. I don't I don't know how, what he actually brings to that team other than experience anymore. But uh, uh, Fatala Mariner will be on the other edge there, which is good because he had a really good season last year from a super coach and um, actual perspective. And then your lock will be Adam Elliott coming back from shoulder surgery. Uh, I anticipate the bench will then be uh, Sione Katoa, uh, Jack Hetherington, who's come across from... Um, Penrith via the Warriors and uh, Corey Riddell who they've signed from Manly. So uh, apart from Thompson's four-round suspension, you've also got Jaden Ockenbohr, who did his ACL late last year. So he's not due back till mid-season um, signings. For the Bulldogs, obviously, we went through them. Cotrick Hetherington, Flanagan, and Waddell. Um, there's also Matt Burton from Penrith. So, uh, just on a quick one, then, obviously, Penrith signed Jamin Salmon. So, I'm not too sure whether that's to open the door for Burton release, but I think it probably would have happened by now if it was going to happen. So... Um, my supercoach gun for the dogs is Adam Elliott. Uh, I know he's only done pretty much you know, 80% of a season or two-thirds of a season uh, at high output, but I, I, I think that he's probably going to continue that this year uh, So, because they don't really have any other guns. Maybe Hoppawadi, but again, he's probably looking like playing centre. Um, I think if you're going to take a punt on someone, I think it's Jake Avarillo this year. I think that he's going to be consistently in that uh, Thirteen. whether it is at centre. Uh, you, you hope it's at 5'8". I think at 5'8", it's going to be a really uh, good position for him. It's his junior position, but uh, I think that he's definitely a draftable player this year and uh, maybe a sneaky good one.
0: Yeah, for sure. Look, they've got some good forward depth this year, uh, which is going to put some pressure on their, on the likes of you know, your Elliot, your Jacksons and your Nappers and, and blokes like that so I think that that's, that's only a good sign. Hopefully you see some good output. I, I really like Fatala Mariner. I think he can pick him up in draft leagues. I think he can pick him up kind of 8 plus uh, but he was best part of a 60 average last year as well which got back to his form from two years previous to that. So if he can uh, have some consistent form it's consistent minutes on an edge there. I think that he's definitely definitely one to look at. They're still missing a few key pieces there, the dogs, which is, I think, going to stop them from really pushing uh, anywhere outside, um, you know, that bottom third of the ladder, really. Uh, you're talking your halves and your hooker. Marshall King's consistent, but I don't really think he's, uh, um, you know, what they're looking for to take him forward. But uh, I, I agree. I think Averillo in the halves is probably the key piece for them to, to get some success there. And, uh, look, you know – They've got... There's like, a, there's like a, a deadline in June or something. Um, so, you don't know. Burton might be moved before that. I mean, contracts aren't really worth the, the paper they're in on these days. So, if he wants out, um, you know, there's every chance that he could push for that and, and, the, and the dogs will snap him up. So
1: I think you look at Luke Thompson, maybe having a bit higher output um, this season too. I think he's, he's going to take up a bit of slack left by Tolman when he comes back. So, he was knocking out sort of 50s pretty well every week when I had him last year and then he sort of went a bit of a dip down to about 40s he lost some minutes but um I think he's got a point to prove and I once he's I don't think he's going to be over his homesickness sort of this year so he should be okay and expect out out of him what he was touted to, to produce when he came over.
0: Well, you think he's uh, he's going to be playing for his uh, um, position there for the next couple of years? He certainly doesn't want to go home to the uh, the COVID cluster fuck over in the UK at the moment. So I agree, he's probably got a bit to bit to prove there. The only problem with Thompson is, and and you you can uh, uh, attest to this, Benny, is that uh, what, he only played like about eight games or something toward the back end of the year, but he was suspended twice, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he. I think I got rid of him there. Um before his suspensions, but he did miss a couple of games there. Just a bit of a lack of discipline.
0: Yeah, so one to watch out for Luke Thompson. He plays hard, but uh, that that uh, it's a bit of a risk uh, sometimes too. So that's the dogs. Uh, Benny, run us through your next team, mate.
1: Yeah, mate. The Cronulla Sharks, I don't really want to talk about this. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty fucking dire, mate. I'm not going to lie. Um, so it looks like Johnson's out for a while, so it's going to affect our lineup to start the season. Um, it Looks like uh, Will Kennedy's probably going to start fullback, and so he should. Um, yeah. I, I think if you give him time there, he's going to develop into a pretty good player. Um, he's just sort of been pushed around a bit. He's in and he was in and out of the side. He played a few, quite a few games last season, but um, but leading up to that, he was in and out of the side a fair bit, swapping around with Dugan and and Moylan, and yeah, just a bit disjointed in the lineup there for a, quite a while. Um, The wingers look to be uh, Molotalo and Katoa. That's that's pretty well set. Nothing will change there. Uh, Centres, probably uh, Jesse Ramian and and Josh Dugan. To start the season, the the halves pairing will be uh, Chad Townsend and either uh, Braden Trindle or Connor Tracy. I don't know. Which one yet? It's obviously going to depend what Johnny Morris does after the trials and see who performs. Uh, but but Johnson's out until round eight to ten, so one of those two is going to have to plug a spot there. I don't think it should be Moylan. Um, I would prefer Moylan to come in at fourteen if he's going to play at all. If they really need to play him because of the money that they've spent on him, he needs to play at fourteen and come on for five minutes and then fuck off and not come back on again. Um,
2: <laughs> I, I want him gone. <laughs> hey, like, I just want, I, I don't want money. him in the
1: club anymore. I would prefer a six and and fourteen combination of Tracy and Trindle rather than Moylan in there at all. I'd rather him not to be there, but he's probably going to get some minutes. But it just depends where. I'd prefer it not to be at six if it has to be at, at all. Anyway, um, A will be probably uh, Brad Newelly, He'll he'll start in the front row this year. Uh, Jaden Brayley. Uh, sorry. Blake Braley will um will start in the hooking role and possibly be spelled by either uh, Trindle or Tracy, depending on sort of who gets the minutes there in the 14th spot. Uh, Aaron Woods will be the other starting prop, I believe. Now we've got Aiden Tolman come in, so eh, it could it could be Tolman to start. But we'll just have to see what happens. See what Johnny Morris does. He's Tolman's not the biggest impact player, so I can't I don't know bringing him off the bench is the best idea. Um, back row, we uh, Nakora and Wade Graham pretty well set there. Talakai's out for a while. I would look at Talakai putting pressure on Nakora for his spot because he was really good last year. And um, it looks like Rudolph, Toby Rudolph's going to going to play the starting 13. The bench is probably going to be made up of, um, as I said before, either Tracey or Trendle or Moylan in there at 14. It's pretty well up in the air at the moment. Andrew Fafita, for as long as his knee's good, he'll come off the bench, I would think, uh, and Aiden Tolman and Jack Williams will probably round out the 17 there. Um, we've still got Billy Magulius and Nana McDonald, so McDonald's going to put some pressure on those other two wingers, but Katoa and Mulatalo are pretty well solid wingers, I, I don't think he's going to get many, even much time and, and unless there's an injury. Uh, notable injuries We got um, Johnson's out As I said f- Until round 8 to 10 Same with Royce Hunt Who was actually Pretty good last year And he was a pretty Decent pick up In Supercoach 2 Because he was centre a wing eligible And playing in the front row um, And Vitalikai is out from round one, between round one and three, and I think, yeah, when he comes back, he's going to be putting pressure on to take a spot there. Um, whether it's a starting spot or a bench spot, I think he, he needs time. Signings-wise, we've only signed Aiden Tolman. It's not a real big signing, anything but age. Um, yeah. And and just slow legs. Mate, there, there is no leg speed in this Canala forward pack, and it's it's scary to watch. Oh, there just isn't is there? Like it's. I Mate, mean, how Uele is
0: not too bad. He's got good impact, but he's not a big minutes player. Look, I think Talakai comes in for Jack Williams as soon as he's yeah, here. I think uh, so too. Uh, just to just to give a little bit of a punch off the bench uh, there as well. But um, yeah, it's uh, could be a rebuild
1: year for the Sharks. Oh, I Look, think it's a rebuild couple of years, man. But I, I I think Toby
0: Rudolph's probably a good one to to keep your eye on. He's he's got a decent motor and if he can lock down that 13 spot, you know, 50, 55 minutes um, at a bit over a point a minute from him could be uh, definitely worth looking at.
1: Yeah, Rudolph's my sleeper um, for the Sharks, I think. Like you said, if he can get some minutes there, he's got a decent motor, he'll, he'll output a fair bit. Um, as for the guns, I mean, I can only really say Johnson when he's fit, but I, I don't see Tolman going 65 average in this pack. There's too many mouths to feed. So I would just... Like steer clear of the Cronulla forward pack for early round picks at all. Like I wouldn't be trying to pick up a high base forward out of a Cronulla pack because it's not going to happen. Um, I think Rudolph's your only option, really, to expect anything over 55 or 60. Um, Nakora was ugly last year. He came good in the back end of the season, but without Johnson there, Nakora's not going to not going to fire. Graham is pretty average, knocking out 50. So there's nothing really special there in that Cronulla pack. All right, I'll take you through the
0: GC, the Gold Coast. Uh, oh, sorry, Benny, would you finished up with the Sharks here?
1: Yeah, mate. There's not much more to say about this fucking cluster fuck.
0: <laughs> All right, so uh, jumping into the Titans, who uh, finished with a wet sail last year, and uh, probably pretty high on everyone's predictions for for a top eight spot this year, but. Um, <laughs> Look, as we, we see with a lot of teams like this, when the pressure's off and teams know they can't make the finals and the Dogs did this for years, they they all of a sudden play some good footy. But uh, there's going to be some ex- expectations around the uh, the Gold Coast this year given the way they finished last year. And then the signings that they've brought in on top of that, I think uh, are probably going to lay the foundation for, for a more consistent season. Uh, whether or not a lot of, lot of those young guys, and it is a very young side, uh, can put it together for 20-plus uh, rounds of footy is, is yet to be seen. But uh, so at fullback, obviously, there's, they're saying Br- Brimson's coming back from a uh, Liz Frank injury, which can be quite lengthy. He did it in the Origin Series in October. So they're saying he's going to be right for for right round one or trials. Uh, his, his progression's been pretty good. So he'll be your fullback. I'd say Don will, will take up uh, a wing spot. Uh, Patrick Herbert will take up one centre spot. He was a signing that they bought over from the Warriors uh, in the off-season. I think that's really good for depth. Plus, he brings some goal kicking. So, uh, let's see if he thrives under a better coach and a better system. Uh, Brian Kelly, who finished the year in outstanding form, will be your other centre. Phil Sammy, who played some sketchy origin at best, will take up uh, your other wing spot Taylor and Fogarty seem to gel fairly well at the back end of last year. So there'll be a six and seven going forward. I think Fogarty, uh, another year under his belt, will will establish him a bit more as uh, an NRL half. And then uh, coming into your forwards, this is where there'll obviously be some potential movement here. And we may not have this bang on, um, but basically we think that uh, Waker will be one front rower. Uh, I reckon Mitch Rain and Tanner Boyd will be your your nine rotation so either one of those guys could start I'd probably say Rain before Boyd Uh, potentially Jared Wallace is your other front rower uh, which leaves your back row with Fafita and Proctor uh, and I reckon Tino probably locks uh, the forward pack down there for some middle minutes. Uh, Coming off the bench I think you'll find Peachy, he's a pretty good 14 and I think that he'll have some pretty good impact coming off the bench uh, Herman S.A.S.A. Sam McIntyre came over from the Tigers looked good when he played for them this year and I reckon probably a Sam Lasoni or a Bo Firma will uh, round out the, uh, the bench there. I think your super coach gun this year, I think on the back of the forward pack, Brimson's going to go to that next level. Again, played without pressure at the back end of last year, so we saw what he could do. Uh, average plus 70 in, a, in nine games of footy, and uh, I put up a uh, post on Instagram kind of highlighting that and the jump that he had from the year before. So you add a bigger forward pack there, and you know that could obviously take Brimson to the next level. We all know he's got the skill set, uh, but obviously he was fairly injury-plagued throughout last year, so he can stay injury-free. Uh, Could definitely be a steal of the draft. Uh, The sleeper again, I have to go with Brian Kelly. I think that, uh, yeah, look, he's probably one of those players who will be overlooked uh, again. You can probably pick him up around six to 10. uh, But I think in that system and uh, again, behind that pack, I think he's in for another bumper year. Uh, Hopefully, you know, there's nothing going on behind the scenes that kind of, uh, they they limit his minutes or appearances and stuff. So hopefully he can uh, play some consistent time in that in that centre role. But uh, I think uh, the only real thing to look at is maybe Herbert gets the goal kicking if he can uh, if if he can cement that centre spot. Uh, I think last year between Taylor uh, Fogarty uh, they they had some pretty inconsistent goal kicking there. So maybe Herbert um, can get that goal kicking. If he does, he could definitely be someone to look at. What's your thoughts,
1: boys? Yeah, I agree with the Brian Kelly sentiment. Mate, he always gets left out in the cold at draft time and then comes through and just starts knocking out 70s. The bloke, like, he just pulls points from nowhere, just thin air on the field, does ridiculous shit, tackle busts, and I think he's someone you can pick up late in a draft and be really happy with for almost a full season as long as, like you said, there's nothing going on uh, behind the scenes.
2: I actually disagree with both of you. I reckon he... I wouldn't say he gets overdrafted, but I reckon he goes in the top seven rounds. I think Uh, when you look at outside backs and centres you're down Katoni Staggs this year Um, so there's one you've got to have a gun outside back and I reckon that he's in the top five centres like actual centres and probably centre wingers really I reckon he goes top seven rounds Um, and and I don't and I think that's justified I really do Um, and I reckon if he slides if he slides outside of ten like round eight I reckon your league's probably got to have a long hard look itself
0: yeah look I, I, I agree with you on that one and I guess you know we discussed Brian Kelly a couple months back and I said the only reason I really can't commit to Brian Kelly is the uh, uh, his inconsistent starts like you know he bangs out great performance after great performance and all of a sudden he's coming off the bench or he's not in the side and there's no injury and you just don't know what like he he must be a shit trainer uh there might be attitude problems you don't know and that's the only reason uh I've been burnt too many times in the past by jumping on the blokes like Lola here and stuff like this when uh you know there's there's no other reason bar off-field incidents or you know bad training and stuff like that that's limiting his uh his time in the side and it's so frustrating knowing you've got a great player and you just can't cement a spot for whatever reason but you know maybe that's me just being a bit uh, a bit of a skeptic but that's the problem with Kelly it's just a little bit of inconsistent playing time but he definitely deserves it like it's not like he's just um, you know being in the right place at the right time he's got the skill set He's a really elusive winger. He was doing it when he was with Manly, so he's done it for a few seasons now. We can just hope that he puts a full season um, together.
1: I'm, I'm excited to see, see the Titans this year. I think like you look at that starting 17 you've named, and then you've got, like, on the interchange, you've still got blokes like Aaron Clark, both uh, from Jamie Jolliffe. Jonas Pearson Tremaine Spry, Sam Stone Corey Thompson Jai Whitbread all got minutes last year and decent minutes too so they've got a lot of depth now um yeah I, Corey Thompson mate yeah like he, he, he won't he play st- this city, you know, but... <laughs> <laughs> so no it's um, it's good to see Titans moving up good stuff
0: Loki who you got for us
2: uh I've got the Sea Eagles Okay, um, so they'll obviously line up uh, Tommy Turbo at fullback. Uh, Ruben Garrick, who was rumored to be uh, in a trade with Jason Saab, he'll be on one wing along with Saab on the other wing. Um, Dylan Walker will be in one center spot. Um, and Moses Suli, who's got a bit of a foot complaint, and he's he might miss the first couple rounds, but I think he should be okay. Um, your halves will be four and at six, DCE at seven, so I'll throw back to their uh, premiership year. Uh, Tapau will be one front rower along with, uh, I believe, Josh Alouai will be the other front rower to start, um, and I think Lachlan Croker will be the hooker. Uh, the uh, back row pairing will be um, Curtis Sirnan along with um, Gasuski. Guse- uh, and obviously, Jake Turbo will lock the forward pack together. Um, your 14 will be Kate Cust, um, Taniela Paseca, um, Andrew Davey, who's come over from Parramatta, and Sean Kepi will uh, round out the 17 there. Your major injuries, obviously, is just uh, George Tafil's got his Achilles, and to be quite honest... Uh, Unless they're really desperate, um, I don't see him making his way back into that 17. I think that's probably his career done. I think that he had a really ordinary year last year from Supercoach and obviously a real perspective. Um, and I think that's probably his first grade career done at Manly anyway. Um, so signings, obviously Jason Saab, Andrew Davy, Josh Alawai and Kieran Foran. Their guns, obviously, uh, Tom Turbo, um, as long as he can stay injury-free. Uh, he had uh, a shoulder uh, tidy-up. Obviously, the second last round, he did that shoulder injury, um, and so he had a tidy-up. So he's uh, slated for round one, okay? But, uh, yeah, keep an eye on that. Um, and, obviously, Cherry Evans. My sleeper is uh, Taniela Paseka. I uh, The Josh Alawi thing worries me a little bit, but I think that uh, you probably find Paseek is one of those players who'll play 35 to 40 minutes and will knock you out of 50. I think that this is the year. He had enough game time last year. Um, he'll have Kieran Fore in there, you know, a, a, another half that will help him get through the game. Uh, and I just think this might be the year for him that he'll take that next step. Is he draftable?
1: Uh,
2: yeah, possibly as a bench pick. Uh, I think uh, with your bench, I think, you know, uh, I don't want to go into draft strategy too much. Um, but I think with your bench pick, it's it's an opportunity for you to take a punt. And I think that he's probably worthy of that. Andrew Davy, him and Gassuski uh, will battle it out for that edge spot. I see Gasuski getting the first crack because he's obviously the, the incumbent there. But uh, Andrew Davy might put a lot of pressure on. And he proved to actually be a bit of an um, efficient super coach player. He's got offloads in him. He's got tackle busts, footwork. Can find the try line, so keep an eye on him as well.
0: Yeah, agree, agree. So we'll uh, we'll go. well before the season starts, we'll uh, we'll run through a bit of a draft strategy. Uh, we'll we'll do another podcast before the season kicks off. And last year we did the same kind of thing, but it didn't air. It was our first crack at potties, so. Uh, we'll do it again this year, though, and we'll we'll, we'll talk a bit about draft strategy and uh, you know how we uh, you know approach our draft, what we're looking for in our first four or five picks, and where certain players will go, just to give you a bit of an idea. And. Um, for those first-time listeners, this will be our eighth season doing drafts, so um, we're not new to it. We, we've, we've, uh, we've done it a few times to know what works and what doesn't work. And we certainly know um, geniuses at it, but uh, we'll definitely look at a little bit more player uh, in-depth player positional um, strategy. Uh, on our draft episode, but one person I did want to touch at is, is obviously Tommy Turbo and boys. What's your thoughts around him this year, and uh, from an NRL perspective and a, and a draft perspective? You know, where do you think he might get drafted, and and you know, does he does he kind of come back and we see the same Tommy Turbo that we have, uh, you know, in past seasons where he's a little bit injury prone, or he, does he bounce back?
1: Um, I don't think he can take the risk of hoping that he does like that he does bounce back. I think. Uh, Tommy Turbo is the perfect pick if you're in late round one. So if you're like 9th, um, 10th pick in, in our league, and then you can pick up another dual, uh, a high-ranking high, high ranking dual fullback centre winger um, as cover on the turn, I think that is like the perfect position to take Tommy. I don't think you can pick him in, in the early spots. There's just too much riding on it.
2: I kind of disagree with that. I, I don't think that you should be looking to take cover for Tommy Turbo in the early rounds. I, I think that you, if you're going to draft him, regardless of where you draft him, you want to be picking up your cover for him in the late rounds so you're not burning draft picks. So you'd want to have someone in mind, if you think you're going to draft Tommy, you'd want to have someone who's a bit of a sleeper center wing fullback in mind that you can pick up in about round eight plus so that – you know he's going to be there. You're not burning one of your top draft picks on cover for Tommy. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, you could get a good center winger. But, um, it, yeah, it, it, it's obviously, you know, the injuries have damaged his draft stock. There's no doubt about it. And, look, to be honest, I forgot about his little shoulder injury until this morning when I was just double-checking the injuries to the the Eagles. But, uh you know, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's going to be... T- I think that you could look at 10 different leagues and he would almost go in 10 different positions um, depending on the league, you know what I mean? Like, he's definitely not going to be first, but he could be anywhere from second through to 10th in that first round, depending on your league and depending on who has that pick, you know what I mean? So, he's good pedigree, but obviously the injuries are just... geez, they're mounting up, aren't they? this
0: the perfect... Uh Basically, contingency for Tommy Turbo, which is what Benny was talking about, would have been Latrell Mitchell, right? But I don't know if you can draft him with much confidence this year too. So no, he's a guy...
1: In a, not in a, like an early round. Um, no, but he, no. won't be,
2: he won't be dual this year. He'll just no, be fullback full only. Someone,
1: someone like maybe an Asako, like Luki was saying, if you're going to go late round, someone like an Asako, if he picks up a fullback spot, is probably a decent pickup as cover.
2: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's, that's
1: probably
0: not a bad play. A bad play either but you just you, You've you got to get a duel And <clears throat> Yeah that's That's the problem You draft Tommy And yeah you you got to start thinking About his cover Because uh, Yeah like if you don't And he goes down In round six or something There's not going to be A hell of a lot of cover For him out there um, Unless you've got Someone duel Already drafted So Yeah he's a bit of a tough one Tommy I'll be interested to see Where he's going to go He's definitely not going to go Pick number five In our draft That's for sure But we'll We'll uh, that's me, by the way, boys. But uh, we'll uh, we'll see we'll see
1: where he ends up anyway. So good stuff, Benny. Who have you got for us, mate? Um, we're gonna go with Melbourne Storm. So this is pretty straightforward. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, with the team at the moment uh, with the assumption that Cameron Smith is retiring because it's still up in the air as as far as I believe I haven't been keeping tabs on everything NRL during the off season but I don't believe there's been an announcement made that he's retiring although everybody's pretty much saying that he is so, we're well, well, just
2: on that, Benny. I think you can safely assume he is because I'm fairly certain Harry Grant has a clause in his contract that says if Cameron Smith stays, I leave. And he's been training with the storm. Yeah, so I'm he's fairly certain. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's I think that's what everyone's been going off the fact that he's been, yeah. he's been training and staying with the storm. So we're just going to say Cameron Smith pretty much retired. So we're going to move into Harry Grant at nine there. Um, so that fullback was to be Pappenhausen. Um, he had a pretty good start to last year. Um, but then he, he he backed it up really well in the back end of last year. Benny Tracy, our rookie, had him uh, picked him early, and it kind of paid off towards the end of the year. Um, he averaged eighty three in, in the second half of the year, which is pretty handy. Um, your wingers will be out of car and re, uh, probably Remus Smith. They've signed him from the Dogs, so I think he's going to get the start. He was pretty good, and I think he's going to fit into that um, that rotate that Storm side pretty well. Um, Centres, centre pairing will probably be uh, Brenko Lee and Justin Olam. Olam looked good last year, at uh, the end, of, the back end of last year, looked really handy. Halves um, obviously, Munster and Hughes. Uh, Jesse Bromwich and Christian Welsh are going to be starting front rowers. Uh, Harry Grant's going to be the hooker. Uh, looks like Kafusi and Kenny Bromwich are going to be the back rowers again, and Dal to lock down that pack. So that's pretty straightforward. Um, Brandon Smith will come in on 14 and he'll take time, possibly off, maybe off Harry Grant to start the season, but I I believe Harry Grant's going to be an 80-minute player by the end of the year and Smith's just going to jump into the forward rotation. It just gives him cover across that forward pack there with him there. Um, Nass will come off the bench as well as uh, Tui Kamikamitha and probably Nico Hines.
0: Yeah, I agree. Look... A couple of things on the on the Harry Grant just for me. Like, I think it upsets the Storm's structure too much in the way they play footy if Brandon Smith takes too much time off Harry Grant at nine. Um, and the reason being is Cameron Smith was such a focal point for the Storm for a different reason than Grant. Like, he was a bit more crafty playmaker. But Harry Grant's going to run the ball a lot more, which is going to keep uh, defences nice and tight. So, um Brandon Smith, I think uh, if he takes too much time off of Harry Grant, it kind of ruins their structure a little bit. So I think Grant plays at least 60, even if he's not an 80-minute. So that's that's pretty bankable there as well. The other one is funny. I'll have to have a look at where Nico Hines is contracted to, but I can't believe clubs haven't been going after him. I really can't because he's not going to get Pappenhausen's spot anytime soon. So, uh, he seems like the kind of player that the Broncos, the Bulldogs and these clubs that are looking for fullbacks should be going after. So, I'll be interested to see how much time he gets off the bench this year.
1: From what I've heard, though, um, from a few mates that I've got up the sunny coast, he's got he, he's like really happy to sit behind these better players at the Storm. Um, I've spoken to a couple of boys up there, um, just footy chat in general, and he was looking forward to just like being behind and learning from these players, and just playing when he can, um, rather than doing what the likes of Addo Car wants to do and and go out and chase the big dollars playing somewhere else. So he may just stay there and play that play that bench role and, and slot in when he needs to.
2: Worked for Pappenhausen, didn't it?
1: Did.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And look, would he look out of place in the centers? If you needed cover. No, he, played, like if, he
1: played a bit there last year. I think he played one or two games there last year. He had to cover centre spots, and I don't think he looks out of place there. I mean, he's not as big as a lot of the other centres in the NRL, but he's he's got good hands. He's got good footwork. Um, he reads defences pretty well. I, I don't think he'd be out of place there if he had to play there.
0: Good stuff. So, Matt, who's your, uh, who's your gun and your sleeper?
1: Um, your... So... Oh, we'll just go through some signings. Um, Melbourne have obviously signed Remus Smith, as I spoke to before, who I think is a good pickup for them. Very he's, good he's athletic. Um, he, I think I think Bellamy's probably going to get the best out of him, uh, same as he does a lot of other players. And, and as Lukey and I spoke about before you jumped on, mate, if he doesn't get the best out of him, you won't see him again. He won't be in and out of this team, chopping and changing like he was at the Dogs. He'll be either in or he'll be out. So yep. um, they've also signed George Jennings as well. Um, who is going to be putting pressure on him? I think George is is the better of the other two. Is it two brothers that aren't Michael Jennings? Um, <laughs> as Lukey said, and, and I think um, I think he's going to put some pressure on Smith, but I think Smith's probably going to get ahead of him to start the season. Um, they've also got Isaac Lumi Lumi uh, as well, so that there, there is a few there vying for one of those spots, and um, and it'll be interesting to see who takes it. Um, the gun i have to go it's hard um i can't split it between puppy Munster, and grant to be honest i'm probably gonna say probably gonna say pappenhausen Uh, i think the ceiling that he's got is just uh a little bit higher than the others the the so so i wouldn't say the total ceiling but like if you average his ceiling out across the season he's gonna knock out more 120s 130s than the other two so
0: potentially and this is just just potentially, uh,
1: the storm could have three number one picks. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think I, I probably wouldn't pick Grant number one if it was me. Uh, but, Sorry, um,
0: first first round picks. I meant first first round, first
1: round picks. picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pappy Grant and Munster are all first rounders. I think. Um, I, I'm concerned about the Grant Smith thing if going first round, but as you said, like it could upset the storm dynamic if they give Smith too many minutes and take too many off Grant rather than just letting Smith jump in the forward rotation and, and play that dynamic impact role that he was playing last year.
2: I actually see Munster's taking a step back points-wise, super Coach, I think from a play perspective, he'll be outstanding. But, you know, Cameron Smith remember he got half his points from his tackles um and yeah the the other half then he had goal kicking and then you know the odd try assist which is where he got his points from so you know he's a bloke who averaged 70 who did 45 tackles a match and had you know eight to ten points per goal kicking I think uh, I just see Melbourne in the times where they need to consolidate and have that head that just directs them around the field. That's going to be Munster this year because you've got Grant, who's going to be a real live wire from nine. You've got Pappenhausen, who's a real live wire from one. They need someone who's actually just going to get them around the field and get them through games in the tough times. And I think that's Munster. And I've just got a feeling that he's attacking um Like, his his freedom to attack will be reined in a little bit because they don't have the Cameron Smith to fall back on to go, we Munster, just tone it down a bit. We've got to do this now. That'll be on Munster's
1: shoulders. Yeah, well, it's not going to be Hughes. Um, Hughes still plays a little bit off the cuff too, and he's not much of a general from what we've seen so far. Who goal kicks, boys? Uh, We spoke about about this earlier. Lukey reckons possibly Pappenhausen Um, he can strike a ball pretty well we've seen him hit those field goals and he's done a bit of done a bit of kicking Um, I think I'm not 100% sure but I think Remus Smith did do some kicking at the dogs I think he's got a big boot on him but I I probably go with Lukey and say that Pappenhausen gets it to start.
0: Munster also kicks he did some kicking last year.
1: Was it good kicking or was it just kicking?
0: Who's kicking?
2: Who's <laughs> kicking?
1: Uh, my, sleeper, my sleeper for the for the Storms, probably going to have to be Remus Smith too. I think you can pick him up in a late round based on his sort of mid-to-high 30 average over the last few seasons. And I, I, I reckon he's going to bump up to, to, a, to a high 40s, maybe 50s average this year. So if
0: Pappenhausen does get the kicking, uh, and, and if that's confirmed before draft... I think he might
2: even be a top five pick. He's a top five pick yeah, for me. Yeah, if yeah. if he gets the goal kicking, he's a he's an out and out top five pick for me. But you know, the, you know that's just me. But uh, I think that potential eight to ten points per game um, is just it's valuable. Yeah. If,
0: well, if he averages three from five over the season, that's an extra eight points, right? Yes. Correct. Quick math. Quick math. <laughs> yeah, quick math. Quick <laughs> math. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, you know, that puts him from near 70 to high 70. So, I think that's uh, definitely one to look out for there for sure. For sure. So... All right, thanks for that, Benny. Um, I'll take us through my beloved Knights, and obviously uh, things haven't got off to such a great start for us in the off season. But uh, hopefully the uh, the Pierce piece is um, well and truly behind us, and we can uh, push on and play some some decent footy. So uh, without that, um, you know, we're probably looking in a pretty pretty strong spot. So basically, our uh, our best 17. Um, look, I think Ponga comes back round two or three. Uh, Hoyle probably fill in in the meantime, but that doesn't make him draftable at all. So... Uh, Ponga, Eddie Lee will be on one wing and he was really good for Queensland uh, in origin. So hopefully that gives him a bit more confidence. I believe Tuala probably gets first crack uh, at that centre spot. Uh, Bradman Best, hopefully he can stay injury free because he's definitely uh, one of the top five gun centres that, uh, that that should be drafted. Heimel Hunt uh, was unlucky to miss out on an origin spot, I thought, um, especially over Phil Sammy. But uh, he'll, he'll lock down that other uh, wing spot I believe Mann and Pearce will be our halves pairing, but definitely one to look out for because there's some ridiculous talk of Blake Green being our, uh, our captain, which I don't understand. He even makes it back from his ACL in time, but... That's just the talk. Uh, If that doesn't happen, I believe Mann and Pierce are our halves still. DeSaf and Clemmer will be up front. I believe Clemmer should get our captaincy, and I think you'll see his game uh, go to the next level, which will obviously convert into super coach points. Uh, It'll be good to see Braley back in the hooking role. I think we played some really good footy in the first couple of games with him there. Frizzell and Fitzgibbon on the edges, and Barnett to lock uh, the forward pack down. Our bench is probably going to be as strong as it's been for a long time. We've we've made a couple of depth signings over the last few years, and I think that'll uh, be Watson will be our fourteen. J Saf came off a career year this year, and he averaged over fifty off the bench, which is uh, which is pretty good numbers there. Uh, I think Suaso Su gets a bench spot. We bought him over from the Dogs. Um, obviously, had some injury problems there, and I think obviously uh, Josh King, Fasami Solo, or Brody Jones will be. Uh, the other player who gets that final bench spot there, I think obviously Ponga uh, will will be our gun this year, and, and hopefully in the uh, in the shadow of all the Pierce drama, he steps up and shows some leadership. I think even in our losses last year, he showed some real confidence um, and some real leadership there, where he kept trying. He didn't go missing in games, which is a really good sign. His goal kicking is a little bit of a problem, but let's hope uh, that he's been working on that. Given that he's only had a shoulder injury, that he can he's been practicing his goal kicking. Uh, look, our sleeper—it's it, it's a it's a bit of a bit of a tough one here, but I think Watson's probably someone to have a look at. Uh, look, if he plays 40 to 50 minutes off the bench, we know what his output can be in a super coach sense. He's got great uh, footwork. He's got good speed. Uh, he'll probably give uh, – we, well, we all thought he was going to give Braley a bit of a spell last year, and he just didn't. He came on in a roving 13 role uh, and was and was really good, really dynamic. So I think uh, look for him to, to be the, the, the sleeper. I think the notes I've got on, on the Knights at the moment, boys, is that uh, I think – if Clemmer gets a captaincy, obviously he had nearly a sixty average this year, which was which is pretty bang on for Clemmer. But if he gets a captaincy, watch his uh, his output go up—you know, five or six points. I think that uh, that could definitely do that to his game. I think we see a different Clemmer, more mature Clemmer, um, and uh, that could definitely convert into into super coach points for sure. But uh, what's your thoughts on the Knights, boys?
2: Um, yeah, they're they're a funny one. I, I actually see Tyson Frizzell being the one that's spelled to be honest, for uh, Connor Watson. I see uh, potentially him starting at lock, Barnett on the edge, and him having a bit of a spell, Connor Watson on. Um, yeah, I, I, I just sort of looking at how you get Connor Watson minutes at lock and I think it's Frizzell. I just think that he's at that point of his career now uh, where, you know, where there's mouths that need to be fed and young mouths like there are at Newcastle, that he's the one that makes way. I know you signed him, probably you didn't sign him to come over to play 50 minutes, but I think that, you know, then he comes back on and Watson stays on the field and maybe Barnett has his rest. You know what I mean? I think they're the three blokes that are in that rotation.
0: Yeah, look, I think either Barnett or Frazel can both play middle, right? So if we carried, um, you know, another... Back roller on the bench, or even another outside back on the bench, like a Shibasaki or something, you could probably find that Barnett or Frizzell could push into that front row rotation uh, if they needed to. If, if you know, Watson comes on as, as a bit of a roving 13, but that's probably going to be another bit of a questionable piece there. And um, we'll see what happens. But Frizzell played 80 last year and he averaged nearly 60 points, like he was kind of high 50s, I believe. So that was a bit of a surprise. And in a St. George team that struggled all year, so let's. let's let see what happens there. But Benny, any thoughts on the Knights, mate? No, nah, mate. I think you guys have covered it all. All right. Good stuff. Benny, who who you? Oh, no. Lukey, who you got?
2: Right. So the Warriors had a plethora of incomings... This season, and I see him lining up as such. Uh, two of us are check at fullback, he'll cap the side. The wingers will be their twin towers, which is Fusatua and Mulmalo. They've brought in Ewan Aitken to play in one centre spot. Uh, I think that's a pretty good signing. Obviously, he's got his defensive issues, but I think um, he'll offer a lot uh, to them. Peter Hiku will be the other centre. Their halves pairing will be Nikorima and Harris Tevita, and this will be the year I think Harris Tevita solidifies himself as an NRL half. Um, up front obviously they're probably bigger signing uh, Fanua Blake he'll start one front row position and um, I, I think maybe uh, Liz and armow will probably um, hold down the other front row position then you've got the back row of uh, Alicia Katawa who had a bit of a breakout first year and then tohu Harris and then you'll have jazz Devanga Locking the scrum there. And then on your bench, you'll have Kane Evans, who's another signing. Uh, I've got Bailey Sirinan, um in there because of his versatility. Um, Jermaine Tenor-Brown and then Ben Murdoch-Masilla, who they've bought over from England as well. And I think that uh, that just gives them a fair bit of versatility there uh, in that pack. I've got Bailey Sirinan because I think um, – is Bailey the one from South? He's the one that left south? Yeah, yeah, because of his versatility. I mean, he could play a bit of nine if needed. I know it's a can as well, um, but he can also play on the edge as well because they do have a fair bit of middle. I know that uh, Murdoch Masilla can play on the edge, but playing on the edge in England is definitely not the same as playing on the edge in the NRL I think he's a middle forward through and through now in the uh, twilight of his career so um, they've bought over Fanua Blake from Manly, Kane Evans from Parramatta, which is a really good signing as well, Ewan Aitken Murdoch-Masilla and Syrenen. Uh the only injury they have is a bit of a significant one and that's Kane Lawton who did his Achilles um, only a few weeks ago too, which is um, real shame for the bloke because he had a great year last year. And I think that, uh, yeah. you know, he just struggles to stay on the park, but he's a really quality footballer. So my gun is obviously uh, Tohu Harris had a really great season last season, um, averaged uh, 80. So, again, you know, with all those mouths, you don't know what, what's going to happen. Harris plays 80 or at a minimum, probably 70-plus. He might have one spell, which which he did last season, but I think he plays 80. It just depends on where he plays. If he plays in the middle for most of that, he's uh, a really high draft pick. If he's going to sit on the edge, I think he comes back to the pack a little bit, and I think with all those middle forwards, that, that might be the case. So um, Your sleeper, I, I don't think he can go past um, Wade Egan. I think just pu- through pure... Um, there's no pressure on him now. And I, I can't see why he wouldn't get 60 minutes, you know, to playing playing uh, 20 minutes in that role, or maybe Siren playing 20 minutes in that role. They let Nathaniel Roach go. So there's no real pressure um, on Wade Egan. And I see that he's going to be uh, a probably 60 minute player. And, attacking upside wise he doesn't have that much but you know hopefully nathan brown comes in and can work with him as a former hooker but i think you know you, uh, it's playing 60 minutes you're probably going to get 40 tackles out of him and you know maybe a few runs so i think wade egan's probably someone who's going to be a uh, a draftable hooker
1: so what are your thoughts on on two of output this year is he a second rounder again
0: Uh, Um, Yeah, I I think so, because I think you'll see more fullbacks go in the first, say, 12, 13, 14 picks uh, in your Pongers, your Pappenhausens, um, these guys. I I think Tommy Turbo will be there again as well. Um, I think, yeah, I think his output's better. I think the, the Warriors have more of a consistent year. I think he's probably late round two, early round three for me.
1: Does, does the addition of Fanua of, um, Blake, just bending that line a little bit more, give him a bit more time and, and a bit more attacking? Hundred
2: percent, my man. Hundred yep. percent, yep. and and Kane yeah. Evans too. You can Kane put Evans, Kane Evans too. in on that. I think off the bench, you know, and and even Murdoch Macilla. I think you're giving them like they were they were running out. You know, Tanua Brown, Alicia Katoa, like they were stripped in the forwards last year, so they didn't really have a lot of dominance in that part of the field. But I think this year they will, uh, and I think um, Varsicek, um does doesn't have to do as much heavy lifting even though base stats are his thing I think he gets more attacking opportunity the other thing too I think to note is that I reckon the New Zealand borders are going to be open to Australia and vice versa this year so I think you'll find that they go home that there'll be an opportunity for them to maybe play at home or at least go home even if it's like during origin or something like that that there'll be an opportunity for them to go home and not have to quarantine and we know that that played a big factor in their performances last year was the homesickness and the sacrifices they made to be here. So that that won't be an issue this year, I don't believe. So then,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair point. I I honestly think that at, at times last year, there was a run of maybe... I had I had him in my team. There was a run of maybe eight or ten games. Um, I, I believe Adam Fenwell-Blake was the best front rower in the league at the time. Like, he was just destructive, and there was no-one that could touch him. Payne Haas couldn't hold a candle to him at the time. But then, yeah, he had those... Off-field issues and um, sort of receded a little bit, but yeah, the, I think he's a massive addition to their forward pack. It's a bit of not
2: to get bogged down. Not to get bogged down too much in a play debate, but I think if you if you're looking to build a front rower, I, I, like if you want a front rower in your club, I think off-field and disciplinary and all of that aside, I think for Neil Blake you would want that over Payne Haas. Like, to me, uh, like Payne Haas, he doesn't really have much of an offload game. Yeah, he's a workhorse. And I just think that you don't want massive minutes out of it. You don't want to have to play your front rower for massive minutes just so that they can have an impact. I think you want your front rower to play 50 minutes. And on that 50 minutes, it just be pure quality. Offloads, footwork, tackle break, you know, good defensive efficiency. Payne Haas... As a, he's a gun, and I'm not downplaying him here, but he's a gun, but he gets his shit done across 70-plus minutes. Don't forget that. You know, so his stats look great, but he's doing that on 70-plus minutes. Most front rowers, really good ones, they're sort of 60 and under. You know what I mean? And I think that, that's what you want out of a front rower.
0: I think it's a good point you make about AFB because he's a big offloader. And RTS is probably one of the best fullbacks in the game of sniffing around the ruck for the first two or three tackles and then becoming a threat out wide. Uh, so that's, that's definitely a good point. I've, I did, I've done a couple of mock drafts just for shits and giggles over the last couple of days, and I actually had five fullbacks go ahead of RTS this year. But that's not to say that he shouldn't have gone higher, but I've obviously got Teddy, Ponga, uh, Pappenhausen, Turbo and Gutho and Gutho is probably one that you could take or leave really. yeah um,
1: that's the only one I can question the rest of them yeah pretty straightforward
0: yeah so RTS could also be that sleeper really um, given that he's had a couple of uh, un-RTS like uh, years so good stuff Benny who have you got for us
1: mate I have the Cowboys um, I'm not overly excited about the Cowboys but we'll get through it it's a bit like the Dogs um they look like they're gonna start out as expected in the back line. You've got Holmes at full back, uh, Kyle Felton, Justin uh, sorry, Kyle Felton, probably the hammer on the other wing. Uh yeah. instead of pairing will be Masters and O'Neill. Um, you your starting halves pairing's gonna have to be Drinkwater and Morgan. Uh, Morgan's he is still holding that calf injury, but it says he's due to return in round one, so it's probably expected that he's gonna play early on in the season. If not round one, it'll probably be round two. Um, your starting front rails will be Maguire and McLean, and your hooker will be probably Robson. Uh, Granville may spell him a little bit, but I would do everything I can to leave Granville out of the team for as long as possible. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, your back row pairing, at the moment, I would probably put uh, Tommy Gilbert in and Mitch Dunn over Cohen Hess uh, and just let Cohen Hess have an impact off the bench. I believe the other two are um, are better. I mean, Hess had an okay year last year, but nothing really to write home about. Um, And then obviously, Tamalolo is going to lock down that pack. Uh, On the bench, as I said before, probably Granville at 14. Lachlan Burr, uh, who they've signed from the Warriors, will come in. Uh, Francis Molo and, yeah, Cohen Hess. Now, that Cohen Hess on the bench could change with Mitch Dunn or or Tommy Gilbert. It depends, but but one of those three is going to be on the bench there. Um, Their reserves, they've also still got um, Jake Clifford at the moment. I don't know. Have you heard any more about the signing to Newcastle yet, D-Lane?
0: Well, he's, de-
1: he's definitely signed for next year, so yeah. we we'll definitely get not, him next you're year. you are not going to
0: get him early, though. Uh, I don't think so at this stage, but you don't expect he gets any minutes unless there's injuries because no, no, he won't. he's coming.
1: Um, yeah, as I said, signings is just Lachlan Burr. Now, the guns, I can really only go with Tamalolo, maybe Maguire if he gets a few extra minutes there, but um, yeah, uh, the sleeper for me this year... I don't know if it's much of a sleeper. As we spoke about before, we spoke about Brian Kelly being kind of a sleeper and then Luke, he said, no, he's probably going to go higher, but is Kyle Feld a sleeper? Um, is he going to get drafted lower than where he should? He's probably going to goal kick. Um, and he had a 57 average last year. He scored over 60 in 10 games last year. Hmm... <laughs> yeah, does it's does it's he not... go in your top centre wingers or does he go a lot later than he should? Because he's never really been someone that got drafted. Like, if he did get drafted, it was like almost on people's benches. A lot of the time, we found him in our free agencies at the start of the season. Yeah. I
2: reckon Holmes goal kicks, though. I think that as long as he's fit, he's the goal kicker in that team.
1: Yeah, um, you might be right. I, I thought felt he, kick he
2: kicked of a well. He kicked well at Origin too. Yeah, Remember he that did. last yeah, game, yeah, named like four from five or something. So I think he gets it. I, I think the the thing about felt, which is a bit of an anomaly, is in a really rubbish North Queensland side, he almost won the the try scores So you go, yeah. all right, if North Queensland take a step forward with their signings and their new coach and everything, does he? maintain that or does he go backwards because it's shared around the field? What, what what happens? I think you've got to just look at it and go, he was the top try scorer in a shit team and for that reason, you probably have to take him. He has to be drafted. It's late, but he has to be drafted, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I, and I think the other thing you've got to, to just to look at that side, that predicted side on paper, you just go, Oof, they haven't really, they've kind of just stayed the same really and they haven't made any kind of upgrades where does the improvement come from and you have a look at what todd payton did with the warriors last year obviously there's a there's a massive siege mentality around their results uh, that contributed to their results last year but if you can get that same kind of thinking um, you know, maybe the Cowboys surprise a few teams And they get a bit of better performance But the key for me is Morgan If he doesn't stay fit, the Cowboys go nowhere They just, they had to look for halves They had to look for another half And they just haven't And so, they let one of theirs go Which is going to really, I think it's going to hurt them this year
1: Yeah, I, I don't know why Like, that's, that's a note I've got there Is that if you If you want to draft Morgan, you're doing it at a risk You need cover for him Um he, I would draft Morgan as cover for somebody else like I wouldn't have him as a starting five, eight to half back because he's just too injury prone
2: Morgan yeah. will be taken real real late and it'll be you know it'll be something that the whole league just realises at like round 12 oh shit no one's picked Morgan yet <laughs> oh fuck I'll take Morgan <laughs> you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah no doubt no doubt alright good stuff you, you done there Benny
1: yeah, yeah mate all done all good
0: so I got the eels now. Um, so obviously they had a bit of a funny old year last year. The eels, in the sense where a um, lot of expectation, they had a uh, you know a, a, a gun squad, so to speak, um, gun players in uh, key positions, and um, some players who kind of overachieved uh, a lot. But unfortunately, this year for the eels, I, I don't. I see them on the fringe of the eight. Unfortunately, um, they've, they've lost a lot of depth. Uh, and so I think outside of the starting 13, they're going to struggle. So fullback, you're obviously going to have Gutho. Uh, does he have a bounce back from a really poor uh, origin series where he's played out of position? And basically, uh, you know, the loss was kind of hung on blokes like him and his performance. You're going to have Sevo and Ferguson on the wings again. Uh, Blake and Tommy Opochich probably are your centre pairings given that Michael Jennings is obviously sidelined through that um, uh, performance-enhancing drugs saga. Uh, Brown and Moses are the halves pairing again and a lot pins on these guys. When they played together, they seemed to be a good unit. Uh, but when one went down and they both had injury problems last year, the other struggled to to kind of really lift the team. I'd say Dylan Brown is the dominant half there now. It's going to rely a lot on, on his performance. Uh, I think Paulo and RCG, obviously, uh, up front again. uh, You're uh, you're pairing there, and Paulo had a fantastic year last year. Marnie is probably an 80-minute hooker again. Back row is Lane and Madison, and Brown locks a scrum there, so maybe the best back row there in the league. Uh, now, on the bench, I've got Cartwright as a utility there near Cora. Uh, Papa Lehi, who's come over from the Warriors as a signing, is a good depth signing there. So we'll see what happens there and maybe Oregon Kafusi. So, yeah, look, a big bench uh, there. I think, you know, Will Smith might find his way into the rotation at some point in that bench rotation there. But... Uh, you know, again, they've lost a lot of depth in you know losing blokes like Kane Evans, Andrew Davy, um, uh, uh, what's that? Penny Terapo? Sorry, obviously had to had to retire there as well. Um, so there's a few blokes that have gone there, and Jennings as well, who's out this year. So maybe a different finish there for, for Para. Uh, their gun, uh, look, you, you can't go past the likes of a Madison or a Gutho. I think these guys are going to be in it. And, and you know, Gutho's got a ton of heart, so he's going to put himself in the frame every every play. Uh, but I think Madison on the edge there was phenomenal this year, uh, upwards of the 70 average. So he's got to be looked at again there. And I think probably uh, a bit of a sleeper yeah you you probably have to look at uh, a brown or a moses again uh brown had a great year last year but you know are people going to be going hard at him i don't know and moses dropped off last year so again with the goal kicking he could be someone to look at now they're not necessarily sleepers in their traditional sense uh but they might be forgotten about and they could slip a few rounds so definitely some uh you know a couple of halves to keep your eye on there for sure um the issue for me is there's no obvious middles on the bench. All right, so you're going to look at blokes like Cafusi, Papali, or Neocora playing in the middle. So someone like Nathan Brown might play some time uh, up front. Uh, if necessary, and you might find that a, a cartwright comes on in a roving thirteen roll, uh, which might be great for the forward rotation. You might see some good good uh, uplift in in brown's points, but what does that do to the halves and and uh, what happens there? So, a few questions to be asked there. They did lose some middle depth, so just keep your eye on that uh, bench and middle rotation.
1: Thoughts on the eels, boys? That starting starting forward pack's pretty pretty nuts, isn't it? RCG, Paulo, Lane, Madison, Brown. Like, that's insane. Probably one of the best... Like you said, one of the best forward packs in the NRL.
2: But that's why they were in a preliminary final yeah. last year yep. or, a, you know, because, or not a prelim, but that, yeah, you know, they made it to the second week of the finals because their forward pack's just insane, you know, and, and any team that has that should be, you know, in the remaining six teams. I think RCG probably, he had that peak, that spike during the season, and then he come back to earth when he wasn't needed. It was, I think it coincided with Brown's absence or maybe Paulo had an injury or something like that, and he sort of carried the the forward pack for a bit. I see a bit more of that this year because I think between Brown, Paulo and RCG are all going to play 60 minutes each. They have to. They they just can't not. And I don't know that you can carry – look, I don't know that you can carry uh, four forwards on that bench. I think Will Smith probably plays 14. I've just got this feeling that Will Smith plays 14. I think – He's a he's a really underrated football player, Will Smith. He makes things happen when he's on a footy field. Hey, like I think he's a really good player. But yeah, I just I, I just don't know what what they do there with that four forward bench. But yeah, I think RCG's one to look at. Don't look at his late season form as an indication. I think that he probably averages about sixty this year again as well.
0: Benny, any closing? Uh,
1: oh, on I agree with Lukey mate. I think. Um, they're kind of the opposite of a lot of the other teams we've gone over, where there's not as many mouths to feed as as some of the other teams, and I think you're going to see bigger minutes through those three key forwards there in Paulo, RCG, and and Brown. So they're probably three to look at um, as some pretty handy base stat base stat forwards, um, sort of in your in your early rounds of your draft.
0: No, fair enough. Good stuff, Loki. Who you got?
2: We've got my faithful Panthers here, obviously uh, coming off a grand final loss. uh, Sort of disappointed the way the season ended for us, given how well we did all season. But I think it was the one thing that was always held against us going into that game against the Storm was the inexperience. And I think that's what it was really in the end. Um, uh, Interestingly enough, sorry, I don't mean to bog down, but, you know, just these my boys and that. But uh, the uh, latest Bloke in a Bar podcast is with Cleary. And, um, Jen and Kemp asks Cleary if you could have your time back in that grand final what's that what's the one thing that you wouldn't do or you'd do differently and he's like oh just just you know I let the boys down I just wouldn't want to let the boys down No, nah, you dickhead fucking kick the ball kick the ball in behind them how many sets did we have in that grand final on the Melbourne Storm try line and he just kept going the pass the pass the pass they scrambled and scrambled and at no point did he put the kick in behind the wingers there but instead he throws that balloon pass and they intercept it and go length of the field so so just needed to get that out boys it's, safe. it's a safe place isn't it it's a safe place <laughs> it's, tr- it's
1: alright it's, it's okay, you, mate. It's okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah so well hopefully though that you know a lot of the players do learn from the back end of that season and and uh, can carry a bit of that hurt and also a bit of the experience um, into this season and, and, and really dominate obviously you know we lost one game all season um, so everyone's going to look at the Penrith record at the end of the season and go, oh, they've gone backwards. But, you know, the only way you can go forwards from a 17 out of 18 or, um, six, you know what I mean, um, 16 out of 18 is to win every game, which is never going to happen. So, yeah, I, I still think that we'll be a top four side and that that side will be consisting of Edwards at fullback. Um, Charlie Staines will come in on the wing for Mansour, as we all sort of found out early. Uh, Crichton will be one centre. Um, I, I, I still think Naden will get that spot eventually, whether it's early on in the piece. But um, you've got Dean Farré competing there and and new signing Jamin Salman might come in to... Um, calculations there too if if Naden's not there. But um, the other winger will be Brian Tuo. Uh Halves will be Luai and Cleary uh, as to be expected. Fisher Harris uh, will be the starting front row. I've got Eisenhuth starting and I think the reason Eisenhuth will start is because uh, of his experience and the fact that he'll take a lot of the uh, sting out of the opposition pack, uh, just with his big frame and a bit of experience. Coruscant is obviously going to be the hooker. I've got the back row as Capewell and Kickow, with Yo as the lock in that pack. Uh, Off the bench will be Moses Leota and uh, Spencer Lenio, who uh, will obviously take a step forward in this pack and also probably... Um, super coach wise, this season. I feel like bringing those two off the bench will be a massive uh, momentum shift for Penrith. And then you've got Liam Martin who will probably come in and spell either Capewell or Yo. And then. Um, tyrone may is the the utility there on, on the bench that that's how i see it as a penrith fan obviously uh leota and Eisenhuth are interchangeable as well as capewell and martin i just feel like martin sort of really plateaued in the back third of the season he, he really slowed up he, he wasn't having as much impact and i think capewell's a really big body um and i think that uh what he showed in origin is uh is definitely an asset, and I think that that's something that we can use in that starting pack. Not a lot of signings for us. We signed Robert Jennings, uh, as I spoke to Jamin Salmon, and uh, um, Matt Eisenhuth from the Tigers, and I think Eisenhuth comes straight in, given that we've lost both Tamu and Ted Ivano from that pack. So, obviously the gun is Cleary. There's a few guns in this side, um, but Cleary's the obvious standout. He's a a top five draft pick this year. Um, My Sleeper is obviously Charlie Staines. Uh, does he stay on the park? Um, you know, a sleeper might actually be Josh Mansell, to be honest. If he doesn't get picked up by another club before the start of the season, you know, Charlie Staines, a small body, he's lightweight, he's been injured a couple of times now. So that's the thing. Charlie Staines goes out, Mansell straight in there, and look what Mansell did last season. So if you've got room as your last bench pick no one's picked Mansell maybe just pick him you know but also
0: happens. also man it's it's about Dylan Edwards' um, health as well because if Edwards goes down Staines goes to fullback and probably Mansell comes in for him as well so there's a couple of things to keep your
2: eye on there I reckon yeah, without a doubt. But I, in, in saying that, I, I think that Mansell should be drafted. And, and obviously, it's a late draft pick. But I think that uh, if you want to take a punt on someone, he's the person you do it on, I think. Because I think either he, he goes to another club at some point during the season or, you know, he comes in for one of those backline players in Penrith. And and you know what Mansell can do. He's proven. So, yeah, have a sneaky on him. You got some,
1: um, you've got some good some good backline depth there at Penrith. Yeah. Um, you still got Robert Jennings, like you said, Josh Mansour, Brenton Hayden, Jamin Salmon, Dean Farre. Yeah. Dean Farre, um, yeah. It, there's there's a lot of depth there, so it, it should keep um, everyone performing to, to hold their spots.
2: Yeah, 100%. And obviously, you know, with New South Wales Cup coming back on this year, um, you do get a lot of, uh, you'll get, uh, you know, match practice and stuff like that. We've also got Billy Burns, um, who's played a fair bit of first grade now, probably 20 games of first grade. And he hasn't shown a lot, but he's got an upside. You know, he performed at New South Wales Cup level. So hopefully he can take a bit of a step, put some pressure on those guys as well.
0: Nice one. Good stuff.
1: Benny? Uh, I'll take you through the rabbit So I spoke to Luke about this before. I don't know, you were having some audio issues. I don't know if you heard me run through their uh, season ending averages through the the starting 13 or the 13 that should start this year. Um, I'm just gonna quickly go over them. So we went a 59 average, a 56, a 56, a 40, a 61, a 61, a 60, 60, 70, 50, 49, 68, 54. Across the park.
0: Yeah, wow. That's that's, it. Uh... that's, that's some big supercoach
1: <laughs> points. Um, and yeah. I can't see it getting much better from there for, for South. So I think there's going to be some blokes this year that regress a little bit with their supercoach scoring. Um, but we'll just see how we go. So we'll just rattle off the team. Obviously, Latrell's going to start at fullback. Uh, as to his supercoach output, who knows? He's rocks and diamonds. Um, Johnston and Campbell Graham are probably going to be on the wings with Gago and Burns. Now that Corey Allen, well, if Corey Allen um, goes to the dogs, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that he is, and what my team list here is, is assuming that Corey Allen's going to the dogs. So yeah, and They're yeah, sure. going to be the centre pairing, yeah, with Johnston and Graham outside them. Your halves pairing's going to be Walker and Reynolds. Uh, I think Tom Burgess and Junior Toller are going to start, uh, start in the front row. Obviously, Damian Cook's going to kind of hook there. Um I think my starting back row will be Su'a and Murray. I like Su'a. I thought he was good in Origin. Um, I, I think I think he's gone a step up from when he was at the Broncos, and I, I think he's going to go up again uh, this year. And I think Jai Arrow is going to lock down the pack there. Coming off the bench, probably going to have um, Liam Knight, Colin Matangi, Hamis Saleh, and, and Jacob Host, who they've signed from the Dragons. Um, The other signings this year, got no injuries to speak of, of the Rabbitohs. They're pretty good there. The other signings they've made this year, they've signed Tane Milne. Obviously, they've signed Jai Arrow from the Titans. That was a long time coming. Um, Jacob Host, there's come over from the Dragons. They've also signed Taotao Moga for some backline depth there. Um, My gun for the Rabbitohs, I can't really split it. I probably have to say Cook, but Walker's up there. And, and Murray, obviously, too. you got three fairly early on picks there uh, for the Rabbitohs. Um, not to mention, obviously, Luttrell, if he can... I don't think he's going to go early based on what he produced last year. Um, I think Latrell's going round four or later.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's hard to say with Latrell, isn't it? Because it's not like he's had... And you'd have to talk to NRL physio about this, but it's not like he's had um, degenerate hamstrings and problems throughout his career. It was a freak incident where someone um, landed on him wrong and it pulled the tendon away from the bone or something. So whether he has ongoing issues from that, I'm not too sure. That happens. That's happened to a few players uh, and they've struggled to get over it. So that might be to Luttrell's detriment unfortunately, but, um, you know, might be worth a punt in the middle to late rounds. Uh, But the one guy I'm keen to have a look at is Jai Arrow. I think that uh, in this pack, I think he's going to play long minutes. uh, And I think that he could find himself in that front row rotation as well at some point. So be interesting to see what happens there.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not sure about that because if you look at their bench, they've got host, Columetungi, Knight, and CLA, which is all forwards. They don't really have... Um, I don't know who they'd put on the bench as a backline reserve, like a, a, a backline interchange. So I reckon they're going to run with four forwards on the bench, and there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed in that forward pack. Um, I don't know who's going to lose minutes. Totola, I think, probably lose minutes over what he did at the end of last year. Burgess is probably going to lose minutes as well. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Murray and Arrow. I mean, Arrow only finished the season last year with a 54 average, which isn't what you'd draft him for. Um, but I, I think he can only go up from there, but I don't think we're going to see the Arrow of, of a couple of years back.
2: Yeah, um, I agree. I, I agree with you. I think that... Um, I, I, yeah, I, I see the thing that Arrow might start at prop myself. I, I just see that and Murray into the the lock position host on an edge but yeah it's, it's tough to say I think there's so many mouths and so many good performers too that I, I think you can you can dock minutes off Tom Burgess I think with Arrow coming down I think that you can probably just scale him back a little bit and not have to rely on him he's getting older again um don't forget he was you know a few seasons in in 2004 when they won the comp so he you know he's getting on a bit um Latrell, man I, I don't know they, they, he probably had about five games before he did that injury where he was just
1: out he of this world. really average oh, oh the nope. games the big games he played but there were games that I had him I had him last year and he was fucking average
2: Oh, there's no doubt about it, but I think it took him a long time to get started, but there was about, f- I thought it was about five games before the injury where he was really just in peak Latrell form because the bunnies were skying, and I've just got this feeling about him, eh, I just, for me, I, I could see myself overdrafting Latrell. and you guys are talking to him about sort of round four plus, I-, I could see myself taking him round four if I didn't have a fallback by then, Easy. I would have no dramas drafting Luttrell in round four, without a doubt.
1: I, uh, for me, Luttrell's another candidate for a backup for someone like a Tommy Turbo. I think if I don't know if he if he does get that duel then he is. Otherwise, he might might just get that fullback position. Um, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, so
0: so he had uh, he was injured against the Knights and the
1: Raiders. He had
0: a couple of games off. Then he came back. Um, and so his last five games before he got injured against the Eels, and keeping in mind, he got injured just after half time, didn't he, against the Eels? It wasn't long after half time. He's gone 74, 63, 43, 141, and 58. So that's what you draft Mich- uh, Latrell for, right?
1: Yeah, yeah 100%. 100%.
2: Yeah.
0: Good stuff going, Vinny.
1: Oh no, that's pretty much done. My sleeper this year. I just would like to see the front loader rotation there, but possibly Jaden Sewer. Um, maybe Campbell Graham too. If he doesn't go early, I think he's a pretty good. He had a 61 average last year, and he was really strong uh, towards the back end of the season. I think he's highly draftable winger. Um, yeah And if if he doesn't go fairly early in when people start drafting their wingers, and um, he'll be a good pick up if he if he drops down a little bit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it, I guess it
0: depends on the Corey Allen piece too as to what that uh, back line looks like. All right, lads, I've got the Dragons. Uh, this is my last team, so I'll, I'll get through them pretty quick. Um, not much to, to, to really talk to here, but uh, fullback will be Dufty. I think on your wings, you'll probably find uh, Pereira slash Cody Ramsey and uh, Ravalawa. Uh in the centres, you're probably looking at uh, Lomax and Bird as your centre pairing. Uh, obviously, Bird's coming off an ACL, so don't be surprised if you seem either off the bench or at lock, but for for this um, for these purposes, we'll, we'll say he's in the centres. Your halves will be Norman and Hunt again. Front row will probably be Vaughan and Kerr, I reckon, or Vaughan and Laurie. McInnes will go back to hooker. You're looking at Sims uh, probably Jackson Ford on an edge, and then uh, Blake Laurie uh, at lock there. So that means your uh, your bench probably looks like Fui Miano, Daniel Alvaro, who came over from the Warriors on loan, Farmasuli, uh, who came from the Roosters, and uh, probably a Cade Ellis. Now uh, your Supercoach Gun, I think again you have got to look at McInnes He's going to play big minutes at hooker, I believe. I don't I don't see anyone on the bench spelling him um and I think your sleeper, I think you've got to look at someone like Ravalawa. I think he had some really quality games last year where, you know, he was scoring doubles, had some good work rate and stuff like that. So, um, you know, late rounds when when wingers are starting to get pretty thin, I think uh, Ravalawa was definitely someone to look at. Uh, he definitely bagged a fair few meaties last year as well. Um, so that's probably something to keep in mind. But uh, had a good year and I think that um, he could be the beneficiary of, uh, so he averaged fifty three last year, which was which was pretty good. I've always been a bit of a knock on the bloke, but he uh, seemed to put through some consistent performances. So he could be someone to look at for sure. Thoughts on the Dragons, boys?
2: Not much. <laughs> they're, they're a bottom four time for sure this year. They are. They look horrible, to be honest. But I, I'll eat my words happily. And no disrespect to Dragon supporters, but this, you know, Hook's got to uh, be right in his bag this year to pull them out of uh, the bottom four. I, I actually think, farmasuli um, Apart from Paul Vaughan, he's the best prop at the club. Um, There's a rap on Josh Kerr. I I just don't see it with Josh Kerr. I think he's – plays one spot of the footy. Um, He's got a real small motor on him. But but Farmer Suley, I think he's probably going to take a step forward this year in that pack. So uh, keep a lookout for him. He might – be someone that can play big minutes and, 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 you know, be a 50 average sort of front rower that you can keep in your in your side going forward. So that's, that's what I see. There's a big rap on Cody Ramsey. Um, he, he he reckons, I read an article saying he's just been in the weights room all off season trying to get some strength about him. If, if he can do that, put on, you know, four or five kilos and not lose any of his speed, um, him and Charlie Staines can be sort of similar sort of players where they're really lethal finishes and maybe be a Third, fourth, centre wing option for you.
1: What are you? What are your thoughts on Zach Lomax's year coming?
0: Oh, he comes back to the pack for sure. And it's yeah. not because he's it's not because he plays any worse, but he's gonna be on tip sheets, you know. He had a great year last year. He superseded all of our expectations, that's for sure, and and probably ninety percent of super coaches out there. He'll have the goal kicking again. I don't know if he's dual this year. I think he's probably centre winger only, so that's gonna hurt him. Um, so he's probably not a contingency for the Tommy Turbo drafter. Uh but you know, the Dragons uh, were dog shit last year and they had some great performers in the likes of, you know, your lomaxes and like Ravalawa they still put up Matt points. Dufty. So Matt Dufty yeah, absolutely Where you does- and Aiken was great with his there So yeah, like yeah, it's a it's a funny one.
1: Where does Matt Dufty go in your fullback stocks? Uh I think he's first five rounds
0: because I th- actually I think he's probably first four rounds because fullbacks are
2: gonna be at a premium, man. So you drafting him over Latrell? You drafting Duffy over Latrell? No, but you said Latrell would go mid round. Nice.
0: Yeah,
1: I said four uh, plus.
0: Yeah, I said four plus too. So I think that yeah, Duffy's probably the same somewhere around there. But again, that's the thing. I, you know. All, all your fullbacks are going to go in those first two rounds, all your good ones. So then that leaves your Dufties and your Luttrells for people to go, oh, shit, maybe I should go. So they might go end of three or in the middle of three or something like that. But I think they're probably – I think Dufties are four or five to me.
2: Yeah. Right. I... I'm going to throw some fullbacks at you just quickly, just real quick. Three fullbacks, who are you drafting? Hi, right, I'm taking Latrell out of this because I believe he should be drafted above all these. But Edwards, C and K, Dufty, who are you taking first? Probably Dufty. Edward
0: C. Oh, probably CNK.
2: I'm taking Edwards.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, I, uh. think I'm, I think I think I've taken Duffy based <laughs> on.
1: I mean, yeah, his points probably aren't going to be that great due to the team that he's playing in. But he's probably out of those three is probably got the most X Factor and. Every bit the most ticker out of the three of them too. Like he's always in there trying to create something. So, I, I rate dufty and I sort of fucking I, I know I'm just pissed at myself for selling him so cheap last year.
2: Yeah, fair call. But you know, we weren't to see that output explosion from him. Yep, all good. All right, uh, Luki, finish us off, mate. You've got a couple on the bounce here, so let's hear it. All right, I'll keep it quick. Um, The Roosters, uh, so they'll look pretty similar to what they did last year. Um, Obviously, Teddy at fullback, Tupu and Brett Morris on the wings, sent a pairing of Josh Morris and Manu. Uh, I see the halves as uh, Kiri and I think Lachlan Lamb gets that uh, spot. Uh, their front row will be, uh, as per last year, with Takiyahu, Warrior Hargraves and Friend uh, in the hooking position. Cordner will probably start the season there, I'd say, um, with Crichton and Leo in the back row as well. I think Leo gets that lock spot. Obviously, um, and then on your bench, you've, you'll have Nat Butcher, Lindsay Collins, Tupanua, and I've got Aaron, Ke- um, Adam Kieran um, getting that uh, last spot on the bench to uh, relieve Jake Friend in the hooker position. Uh, obviously, significant injuries for them are Victor Radley and Sam Verrills, both of which would be in the 17 if they were fit. Um, but they won't be back until mid-season at the earliest. Signings for the Roosters were Adam Kieran, as I've put. Sam Walker, who's the prodigy half. But I think based upon what they saw with uh, Flano last year, I don't think they're throwing him in there. So that's why I think Lachlan Liam gets the halfback spot um, ahead of Sam Walker. Um, I also liked what I saw from Lachlan Liam. I, I think that he, he's he got a, a NRL future, I think. So... Um, and obviously, they also the the coup of uh, Joseph Suwali, um, who, <laughs> look, that, yeah, look, I mean, they've probably played ridiculous amount of money for him, uh, you know, good on him. He hasn't played any higher than, I think, Jersey Flegg or 18s or whatever the comp is down there. Um, It's the highest competition he'd played, so I think... He's going to be playing a fair bit of New South Wales Cup this year before he even looks like getting a start. He's not going to he's not going to bump any of that back five out, so it's only going to be through injury. But they've also got the Billy Smith who's coming back from an ACL, um, and he should be good to go because he injured his ACL in the pre-season last season. So I think he'd be close to coming in, so I think he's going to be in the pecking order there somewhere as well. But, uh, yeah, that's how I see the Roosters. Um it'll be interesting because i think at the end of the season i saw the press conference with the roosters after the penrith match and robinson actually noted that he didn't adapt well enough to the changing game he said that he was he was one of the ones who was a big exponent of the the rules being changed and the shorter limited stoppages and that sort of thing but he didn't adapt his game plan or his roster to suit so it'll be interesting to see how that Um, Changes this year with blokes like uh, Waria Hargraves, Cordner, the Morris brothers. Um, You know, I think those guys were really, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they played big minutes throughout the season and whether they have it in them or not to carry them through is another thing. So, Teddy's obviously your gun and I've got your uh, sleeper breakout as Joseph Manu. He obviously had a pretty ordinary season last season and he might be slept on but I think uh, uh, in lieu of his comments Robinson's comments I see that Manu's going to get a lot more footy I think they're going to be expecting more of him being the the younger legs in that back line um, so I see him actually having a bit better year this year so yeah that's uh, that's my wrap on the roosters boys you got anything
1: who goal kicks Manu yeah Manu I think mate
0: alright look you finish this off Tigers
2: Yep, no worries Tigers and, and this is another team with a plethora of changes um, So I've got them lining up like this Their fullback's either going to be uh, Momorovsky or M-Buy. Um Your wingers are going to be Tommy Talao and Nofaluma Centres, uh, new signing James Roberts and BJ Leilua um, I've got the halves as Brooks and Dwee Or Dewey, however you say it um, And then your front row will be Tamu. I've got Thomas McKaylee starting and Jacob Little being um, the hooker. Your back row, um, Luke Garner and Luciano Lailua. And locking the scrum will be Alex Twal again. If Momorowski starts, I think that Embi will be the 14 um, to relieve Little because I don't see Little playing 80 minutes. Um, And then you've got on the bench... Sean Bloor, who had a bit of a breaking out season last season. Joe Offahengawi is a new signing, and uh, Zane Musgrove. So uh, they've obviously recruited James Tamu, James Roberts. Momorowski comes back to the club, and they've all got Offahengawi as well. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the Tigers look okay. I mean, there's always the option that Mby plays six as well, um, and Dway goes back to fullback. Um Yeah, so that back five or even just the whole back line in general looks pretty unsettled at this point outside of Nofaluma, Roberts and um, Leilua. But my gun is obviously Nofaluma. Um, He's probably going to be the top drafted centre winger um, and rightly so. I think that uh, he proved last year that he's going to be really good um, again this year um, despite the performance of the Tigers. My sleep is Luke Brooks. I've just got this feeling that Luke Brooks is going to have another Luke Brooks season. Um, It's his team now. Benji's gone. Uh, Josh Reynolds is gone. Um, You know, they've... It, it, it's his team now. So if they put Dwayne in the halves, then it, it definitely becomes his team. And Dwayne, he's more like just a facilitator, just a, uh, a helper out of there. someone who can sort of run the ball a bit more. Um, I even think if Embi goes into the halves, I don't mind that. If he goes to six, Embi, let him run the team and give Brooks the, the, the attacking freedom, sort of the way that the Gold Coast did with um, Fogarty and Ash Taylor. So... I kind of see the Tigers being a top eight side this year. I don't know what it is, but you know, they've, they've reinforced their forward pack with, um, Tamu and Offa Hengawi going down there. Um, then you've got Sean Bloor, who will probably come of age, you know, so I, yeah, I, I'm just, they,
1: um, they signed you Dick Amano as well from Parramatta.
2: Yeah, they did too. Yeah. So, um, you know, another really good signing. Um, so yeah, uh, I kind of see them sort of pushing for the 8th this year, like they do every year, obviously, and it's the joke about them finish ninth, But, yeah, I sort of see them being a better side. They just look better this year. So, yeah, um, probably a few diamonds in the rough in that side as well. I think that maybe Garner might have a a pretty good year this year. So, yeah, keep your eye out.
0: And, obviously, they've got a few goal-kicking options there, so that's probably one to look out for. Momoroski probably gets it if he starts, but then you've got Dwayne who was not too bad last year, but then you got M by two, which he was horrible when he was goal kicking. So hopefully they don't give it to him. So hopefully they've got some options there as well, but um,
1: good stuff. So that's our, uh, any other thoughts on the Tigers boys? No, I think Luke has covered it all. Hopefully they can do better than ninth for once. Good stuff.
0: All right, lads, well, uh, that's every team that we've gone through. Uh, So, Hopefully there's a little bit for everyone to sink their teeth into uh, in that. Now, as we touched on at the start, in a few weeks' time, getting a bit closer to uh, the the start of the season and we start to see some of these sh- Uh, These lineups take a little bit more shape, you know, hopefully not too many more injuries, but there might be some more player movement involved. We're going to do a draft strategy podcast, obviously, and look at, uh, you know, what our drafts have looked like and our strategies going into draft and where some players are likely to fall and things like that. And so hopefully, uh, again, you get a bit out of that. But that was just kind of... uh, you know, basically dipping our toes in to start the season and getting getting back into it, getting back into the swing of things and getting used to knocking out a potty again, just going through the uh the seventeens as we see it. So bit of fun, lads, on a on a Sunday morning here and uh look hopefully we'll have this out in the next day or two and, and everyone can get a fair bit out of it. But uh that's it for me, lads. Um any closing thoughts, guys?
1: Not at all. Just bring on some footy for twenty twenty one.
2: Enjoy the lockdown, fellas, for another 24
1: hours or so. Mate, I'm back to work <laughs> tomorrow. I've just got to wear masks in a dusty environment.
0: Yeah,
2: no, me
1: I... too.
0: I've got, I've got to go to work too. you just got to wear masks. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So, Essential, mate. Yeah. Essential. Yeah, so all good. Good stuff, lads. Good to get another one out. And uh, look, as I said at the start, check us out on Instagram at Headpin Podcast and uh, on our Twitter page at HeadpinNRL. But uh, all right, we'll see you guys in a few weeks.
1: Thanks for jumping on. Cheers, boys. Have a good one. Cheers.